0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with this psychic sister. This is Katie Weaver. I am so happy to be live with you guys. It is Saturday night, and I am popping up. <laughs> Oh my gosh. How is everybody? I hope you guys are having a good weekend. It seems like the uh, chaos of the solar flares has started to settle down a little bit and hopefully everybody's in a good place. That's always the hope, right? Oh, have I got a case for you guys tonight? You may have been hearing about it. Uh, hmm. But before we get there... (laughs) We have been traveling and things have been wild, so I'm just really glad to be home and gl- back with you guys. So you may have already heard a little bit about this case. It is something else, and I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on what you think about this. I, I'll i be honest, I have, uh, I have some mixed feelings, so we'll talk about it. So this happened... Uh, in Washington a little more than a year ago. uh, Dad discovered that his daughter, at least this is the story that he's telling. So we're going to go with this because really it's the only story we have so far. So the story that he and his girlfriend are telling are that their daughter uh, in Spokane, Washington was sold by her boyfriend. She was 18. He was 19. His name is Aaron Sorensen. Her name has kind of loosely been released in the media, but mostly been protected. I'm going to choose to protect it. I think that's fair at this point. But so dad says that Aaron took her to Spokane or from Spokane, sorry, to Seattle, Washington, and sold her into sex trafficking for a thousand dollars. Dad and mom, I think mom, dad and dad's girlfriend is what the news is billing her as. But in interviews, the mom has referred to her as their daughter. So they went to Seattle and took her back and brought her back to Spokane. And then dad was able to set up a way to find out exactly where Aaron would be. And he met them him there and confronted him about what he had done to his daughter Hit him in the head with a cinder block, tied up his hands and feet, threw him in the trunk of his girlfriend's old car, stabbed him uh, until he died, and then ditched the car in a remote location. So, allegedly, that was a year ago. So, here we are now, and just recently, somebody stole the car. They found it out there, and they... Drove it into town and it sat uh, in a neighborhood for a while, abandoned until some people got curious about it and started poking around and discovered a dead body in the trunk. So the police were called. The police uh, eventually identified the body and the body was, of course, from uh, Aaron Sorensen, Aaron, who was reported missing about a year ago. So they hunt down the owner of the car. And about the same time, they get a lead from a neighbor. Uh, A neighbor who sees this on the news contacts authorities and says, hey, you know, my neighbor told me a story about uh, killing a guy who sold his daughter into sex trafficking and, He explained to me how he had hit him, you know, tied him up, put him in the trunk of a car. Anyway, they put two and two together and Eisenman was arrested. And once they had him in custody, he admitted to it and said, yeah, this is what happened and this is what I did. Uh, He has been charged now with first degree murder and this whole case is rubbing me lots of different ways. And so that's why I'm curious to bring it to you guys, especially as a pop-up so that we have some space here to discuss it. So I, I, first I want to tell you guys that I think all, uh, all opinions are valid. I'm not here to beat up on anybody and, no one, and neither is anyone else. We're just talking. I want to say hi to Ashley, to Language, to Holly, and to Moonbeam. Good to have you guys all here. So here's the deal. Yeah, a lot of people are billing him as a hero, and and maybe so. There's one troubling piece to me, and that's this. The FBI and uh, the uh, authorities in Washington say that they uh, had never been notified that their daughter was missing, nor had they been notified that uh, there had been a sex trafficking concern. So everything at this point is certainly allegedly, because that's all we have, I agree that he yeah language I I hear that uh that uh yeah a lot of people are hoping they go easy on him a lot of people are hoping that uh you know a, a jury will just be hung and they won't really be able to convince him or or con- you know uh not convince <laughs> convict him because of the circumstances right but yeah moonbeam it troubles me a little that the dad had never noticed notified the police Beforehand, that the daughter was sold into tra- sex trafficking, like there was no contact with the authorities last year when this happened whatsoever. I I think that's troubling. I I do. I understand a dad wanting to defend his daughter, though. And I think about my own daughters and what my husband's response might be if something like this happened. You know. I mean, we've all heard dads make serious threats over lesser things. And so, and this girl, of course, um, I I feel really sorry for her because not only did she, you know, allegedly go through this horrible uh, ordeal, but now her dad will likely go to prison for the rest of his life. So now she's lost him too, in a sense. And I think that's really, really sad, but Yeah, so lots of questions, right? Uh, Ashley said something should have been reported to the authorities about their daughter. It is strange. Um, Moonbeam says, how did he even find his daughter after she was taken? See, those are details that we don't have yet. All we have is his story. That's all we have. And I'm not saying that he is dishonest. People who know him say that he's a total stand-up guy. He had no record. uh, Seemed to be just a, a good dad, a good productive member of society. So, you know, there, there's certainly that. I do think it's troubling that the FBI says they have no record of this case uh, beforehand. That is a little troubling. And then you got to think about Aaron's family, right? Because regardless of what he did or didn't do, Aaron Sorensen, Aaron has a family too. And they have been looking for him for a year, He was reported missing. They have been searching for him. They've been searching for answers. Now their son's body is found, and the only story that's being told about him is that he was a sex trafficker. And maybe he was. And hopefully that kind of evidence will come out as we see Mr. Eisenman work through the system, right? I mean, he's got a long ways ahead of him uh surely he's going to plead not guilty and let this go to a jury because it's so emotionally charged right that that would be the goal of his attorney i'm sure uh there are go there you know there's people who are fundraising right and left to support uh, a high powered attorney to try to get him exonerated from this uh you know and back home with his family. It'll be a very interesting one to track it uh and then, of course, also, what about the girlfriend? Could she be an accomplice, right? Supposedly, she had knowledge of it. Uh, it was her car that they ditched that's been gone for a year that was certainly never reported stolen or anything like that. So will there be charges against her as well? I don't know that uh, it seems like he's trying to take uh, do the noble thing and take all of the blame, but she knew. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens there, too. But uh, you know, just looking watching TikTok today, I just typed in his name, and wow, people are really seriously defending him as a hero and the best dad ever and and I'm not saying he's not. I just think that we should ask more questions and dig a little bit deeper into this whole story because you can't just take the word of the person that's being charged and run with that as the God's honest truth. Can you? So I I don't know. I I also, to be honest, I don't want to live in a society where uh, we are ruled by vigilante justice. Let's just pretend for just a minute that it isn't true for just a minute. I know I'm going to get some scathing comments on this video. I get it. It's fine. I know you all are going to have opinions on this and it's okay. Okay. Some of you maybe had dads that protected you like this. Some of you had dads that you wished would have protected you like this. Some of you are dads and would do this for your daughters. I get it. I really do. I just think that these are things we should really, really consider. So let's pretend for just a moment that he is not guilty. That Aaron Sorensen did not do this. Whether, uh, you know, his daughter claimed that he did uh, or someone else claimed that he did. What if dad jumped to conclusions? What if he decided that uh, this was his perp? He saw red. He was furious. His daughter had been through a horrible thing. And so he took it upon himself to take justice into uh, his own hands. What if he was wrong? What if he was wrong? in the event that his daughter's the one who misled him and again i'm not saying she did we're just this is all hypothetical but what if she did and now not only did her boyfriend get murdered but her dad's going to prison and that's something she gets to live with forever she was 18 and 18 year olds make mistakes you know that troubles me that worries me for her sake what if he did do it and her dad Flew off the handle and so and freaked out and killed this kid. She also now has that guilt to bear for the rest of her life. And you all know she will bear that guilt. She will, no matter what, she will. Because she would have the trauma of being sold into trafficking and whatever happened to her, which, you know, we can only imagine how horrific that must have been. But now the trauma... Of going through this with her dad because, you know, now he's been arrested. Also, for this last year, Aaron's been missing. Did she know what happened to him? Did she have an inkling? Did she just figure that he took off to avoid getting in trouble? We don't know yet. We don't know yet. But she was 18. If she did know, she could also be an accessory for something that happened to her. And she could potentially be charged and wouldn't that be horrifying? And again, I just have to fall back on Aaron's family. Aaron has a mom. He has siblings. He has friends. He has people that care about him. And even if he did this thing, which is terrible and no one's excusing it for a year now, they have had a missing person. And I have spent the last nearly two years coming on front of this camera many days a week talking a lot about missing persons and how hard it is on families and how sad it is for families and how scary it is for families. And wow, can you imagine what these people have been through? Cause it's not their fault. It's not their fault. And they've been through a horrible ordeal. And now in the uh, finally resolution of their son's disappearance, this is what everyone is talking about. It's a lot it's a lot on a community. It's a lot on all of these families. I agree, Ashley. Ashley said, "This is uh, why didn't the neighbor report that sooner? Why, indeed? Why, indeed?" Uh, Moonbeam said, "It sounds like a movie. Only it's real life. Very sad." Agreed. I mean, we'll track this case, of course, and we'll track it through the courts because I want to see. I really want to see what all the court docs say. Where? What proof have we? You know? I mean, surely. His uh, attorney is going to be trying to turn over every stone to find as much written proof, texts, you know, witnesses, whatever he can to prove this. But in the world of sex trafficking, let's talk about that for a minute, because this is not implausible. It's not. Remember R. Kelly? That P.O.S. rapper, right? Who's been in trouble for all of these sex crimes, guess how he was getting kids roped in, these teenage girls with other teenage girls that he was paying to traffic. It does happen. And $1,000 to you and me would not be worth a crime so horrible. But to a 19-year-old who's an idiot and maybe an addict or something, maybe it wasn't, right? You know? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, we have quite the troll here. I'm going to go ahead and get rid of this person. Wow. That's pretty wild considering the uh, subject matter tonight. (laughs) Just hard yikes. Sorry, you guys. (laughs) If you weren't in YouTube, we had a troll that uh, was a pornographic one. So, hmm, okay. I guess the subject matter? I don't know. Anyway, so we're not, I'm not saying that it's not possible that that's exactly what Aaron was up to because these things do happen. And again, $1,000 for you or I to look at a crime like that, but for a 19-year-old dummy, you know, it doesn't mean he wouldn't have done it. It also doesn't mean he may not have done it to other girls that, you know, could testify. I mean, we're going to have to watch it. We're going to have to watch this crawl through the courts, see what happens, look at the affidavits, you know, hear all of the evidence and things that are said. Because again, surely this case will uh, end up at a jury trial because why wouldn't it, you know, his lawyer, whoever he ends up hiring or team of attorneys, they will be very anxious to be able to show whatever it is, uh, you know, is a, whatever happened here as, uh, you know, justified. And also they're going to want to try and get people on that jury that are parents, that are dads, their are brothers, you know, for the, that protective nature that would consider doing the same thing. For a billion years, we've heard about, you know, the threat of the dad sitting on the front steps with the shotgun just to intimidate the boyfriend when he picks up the daughter. Right. You know, which I also frankly think is, Yucky and should never be done. But at any rate, dads forever have threatened the lives of boys who do their daughters wrong. It's just not very often that we see one of them follow through with it, potentially. So, hey, red girl. Uh, We are talking about the case of, I can't remember his name to save me, John Eisenman, who uh, has been arrested and charged with first degree murder of killing the boyfriend his daughter's boyfriend, Aaron Sorensen, after he allegedly sex trafficked her last year in Washington. So at any rate, those are my thoughts. I just think that there's a lot of questions that need to be asked. I also feel like I, cases like this worry me, especially in the day and age that we're in where people seem to be a little more um, above the law or I believe they are and a little more gun happy that uh, we could see some copycats of this kind of thing. There's a lot of questions. So anyway, I am welcome to any more of your thoughts if you have them, but that's, that's the whole, uh, gist of the case. And again, we're going to just watch it roam through the courts. And of course, uh, you know, questions I have about both the girlfriend, dad's girlfriend, as well as the daughter and their possible involvement or knowledge of this murder. And if there will be charges filed on anybody else, because not only that, He told the neighbor about it. So who else did he tell exactly how many people knew that a murder had happened and a body was locked in a trunk, uh, decomposing while a family was looking that, you know, who all knew lots of things to find out. Also, I guess the next question will be, I mean, obviously they're not taking it easy on him. They charged him with first degree murder. That's pretty, uh, egregious. But then again, he, uh, or pretty intense, but then again, he did confess, so I don't know, I have lots of questions, I'm sure those answers will come, we'll watch for them, but right, red girl agreed, uh, she says I would do a great deal for my kids, right, yeah, me too, uh, we, the daughter seems to be okay, she was sold, the story's a little light, they said that she was sold into sex trafficking last October in Seattle, And that same month, they were able to go to Seattle and bring her home, which also implicates that they may have uh, rescued her from some situation. What situation? And how do we get the rest of that situation on its knees? Because uh, they rescued their daughter, but somebody else's daughter may have still been there. And why weren't the authorities alerted at the time so that more children could be saved? Lots of questions. Lots of questions. I guess the bigger question is, is the daughter okay? I'm going to guess probably not in the grand scheme of things, considering the amount of trauma she's been through in the last year. Probably no. You know, my gosh. It was not a case of acting on present danger. No it was a premeditation premeditated retaliation. Yeah. And I wonder in his mind, if it was also, I'm going to save more girls. Yep, yeah, Right. Because if he trafficked uh, John's daughter, who else's daughters, was he going to traffic or had trafficked? There's all of that. You also have to wonder what frustration they had already had with law enforcement. Because how many times guys, of course, law enforcement says they had never even heard of her being missing. So If that's true, but you know, it's hard to not imagine after so many of the cases that we have covered, when people, parents go to the police and say, we have a missing daughter and they say, ah, she probably ran away. Well, she's 18. She has the right to do so. So have a nice life. You know, is it possible? We'll find out. It's all going to come out. But yeah, that's why it's first degree. Yep. It was premeditated. Yep. Which leads me to think that the courts are not going to take it easy on him. But again, uh, people across the country are billing this guy as an American hero for what he did. And I'm not saying he's not, I'm just saying, I think we should get all of the facts before we really make that decision because, uh, this is not what we do in in our country and it's not what we want to do. We are not the wild West. We are not a country that, uh, you know, that, that practice, practices Sharia law or vigilante justice. We're not. And I don't really think any of us want to become that either because the implications of that are really steep. Does that mean that if my neighbor thinks that I did something to them, they have the right to come over here and shoot me in the face? And that should be okay because they think that I did something? that's the problem. Yes, we have rule of law for a reason. And we really, really need to uh, celebrate that, not acts like this. You know, I get it. Other dads are going, yeah, I would do that for my daughter too. I get it. But let's be really careful with this, right? And really careful with assumptions. Ashley said, there's also a possibility, maybe a trip, Aaron and the daughter went on and things could have taken a turn. The daughter made it up and they went to pick her up. There are so many theories out there too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're not saying that she lied, but we are saying that there should be an adequate body of proof here that this is really what happened. She wouldn't be the first girl or person to lie to their dad to avoid being in trouble or disappointing them, right? But like I said, if that were the case and he was so mad that he murdered her boyfriend and now he's going to prison, I can only imagine the weight of guilt on her for the rest of her life. I can't. If it's true, I can't imagine the weight of guilt on her for the rest of her life. Yeah. See, I agree language. I don't think it doesn't add up to me either. I just feel like we don't have all the facts and we should be careful About celebrating this quite so soon. We really need to know everything, everything before we go any further with assumptions about it. I agree that parents have every right to defend their kids and I agree that dads are going to defend their daughters and they should. Not all dads, that's the problem, right? Some dads would sell their daughters into sex trafficking for a thousand dollars and never look back. It happens every day. But in this case, I don't know. I just want to know more. So that is what I've got. So you guys, we will be back on Monday. Big stuff going on in the Daybell case to talk about. We are going to talk about one of the most notorious kidnappers of all time and an MMIW case. So we've got lots coming up next week. Let's see. Paula said, if if boyfriend had been tried and let off on a technicality, I could almost understand the actions. But he was judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah. And there's reasons why we don't want that, right? Lots of them. Especially in a world where we're so politically uh, divided right now. That uh, on one side of the aisle or one side of a religious argument, you may feel very justified in what you're saying or doing versus, you know, the opposition to you. But that doesn't mean anybody deserves to get murdered or to commit murder. Yeah it's a big topic. I know. Alrighty. I'm going to call it there. Thanks you guys so much for being here with me tonight. Again, we'll be back next week with all kinds of good stuff coming. You have been listening to true crime paranormal with this psychic sister here on, well, (laughs) I almost said here on one, two radio. That's my other gig (laughs) right here on YouTube and our podcast. Again, thank you for watching True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care.